We're here and uh, we're ready to go. Quite excited about this call. So, climbing out of the dark hole, or as I've been calling it, the black hole of Calcutta. Some things are um, easily dealt with and some things are not so hard dealt with. I will share my story um, just because it may help you. This week, uh, because I go and get myself worked on fairly regularly, so this week I um, had a session with the lady that I go to and she does some Chinese medicine and she does like massage and she does, uh, she puts me in the sauna and cooks me up and puts herbs in there and wobbles me on the uh, one of those vibrating machines and or sometimes just talks to me about the things that are stuck in my head and there are lots of them. So this week she wanted to talk to me about how my kids have done drugs which you know I'm have been okay with-ish. Um, kind, of, kind of come to a good point with the kids about what had happened and mostly they're pretty good now and, you know, I'm grateful for the experience and what it's taught me. But I think I had done a lot of blaming on, you know, what what was the cause. So, uh, yeah, when she was talking to me about these things and what the problem was, she called me out on that I am blaming the kids that they would do that and uh, what she was teaching me was you know I think they were probably respectively maybe 17, 15 and 13 maybe I haven't got it exactly right but something like that when they began to try drugs and so for me that was really confronting you know being religious and you know teaching my children you know about you know, the things that I thought were important and what I, you know, wanted them to uphold, the principles that I felt were good principles to live on. I felt that it was like an insult when they hadn't followed those principles as, you know, as I would desire. And I, I was quite angry and, you know, hurt and I cried a lot. It really shook my very foundations and so learning that some of the things behind this were that the drugs were very easy for people to to fall into the hole of, I guess we'll say that way. And, you know, I'm thinking that my children are as strong as me, you know, with the life experience I've had, but of course they were not. And, you know, I didn't understand that they fell prey to those things quite easily. And, you know, she was saying to me, well, you know, maybe the first time they did it, that you could, they had control or even the second time. But she said once they had done that once or twice, that would be very addictive and hard for them to avoid. And I know in our family, we have addictive personalities. It is it's a struggle for all of us. And so uh, I even did a little quiz and it was about that. And it was like, you know, how addictive are you out of 10? And I think I was about 7 out of 10 addictive. Uh, and so, you know, these factors play a role in, you know, why why that happened in the first place. And so for me, I'm blaming them, but really the situation that they were in caused the problem. And, you know, digging further, of course, my family, of course, we had a lot of fear too. Like, you know, my parents had difficulties in their marriage and so 
um, my dad was one of eight. There were seven boys and one girl, and they went through war. And my mum, her father was a prisoner of war and was away for five years. They didn't even know if he was alive. And, uh, you know, I remember my mum telling me when when her mum, who's a very strong woman, got the... Uh, a lovely woman, though, I have to say. When she got the news that he was still alive, she said she kind of just sort of sank into a chair because she was so shocked because they didn't know whether he was alive or dead for five years. And so, you know, there was a lot of fear in our families and, uh, you know, probably in generations prior to that as well that would be in our genes. And so, you know, forgetting all these things and failing to realize the effect that that would have on them, I had pointed all my anger and rage, I guess, towards them. And so being told basically that you're wrong was really upsetting to me. And like I took it and I understood it, but it unleashed the biggest rage I've ever had in my entire life. I cannot remember being so angry as that ever in my entire life. So I, I think, um, you know, it's obviously a, like a large boil in my life almost, although I have no desire to manifest any more of those. But I think, you know, it's letting the poison out and um, it was pretty ugly. Thanks to my good friends and those that supported me in that journey because, uh, you know, I wasn't getting out of that hole easily. And so I wanted to do a call on that this week because I figured I wasn't the only one that that would happen to. And, you know, we don't know, I don't know why you're in a hole or what things cause that for you, but I, I know how ugly and horrible it was in the hole. And so I think any help that we can do to support you in that journey of dealing what, with whatever hole you get stuck in um, has to be a benefit. And so that's the motive for the call this week. So I had a few people respond in our Facebook group about some of the things that I asked about. One lady in particular, she's been through a lot and I think she was um, in her life at a point where she was ready to die. Uh, she said, I haven't felt that way for a long time. Nothing drags me down like that anymore. She says, I choose to be non-judgmental and to love unconditionally. And I thought, yeah, that's so powerful. I am choosing that now, but it has been a hard thing for me to choose that. I think I was very conditionally loving. Of course, you know, this last experience shows there's still some of that in there and that you know, that I was struggling to deal with it was very important. And I guess, you know, some of them said they want to be happy. Another girl posted, so this was, so that last lady was Mary Gimmel and she's, uh, you know, she's a beautiful lady. She came to my first course and um, Julie, she mentioned, you know, when she can't control her outer world, she focuses on her inner world and I thought that was great advice. And she said, if you stay angry at one thing, you attract a heat to be angry with. So focus on the things to be grateful for. Focus on the way you want the situation to look and only think positive thoughts. Generally, the people around you change as well. And if not, at least you're happy. And I thought, well, that was great advice too. And someone else said, it's hardest to realize that everyone has their own journey. And, you know, I think as parents, we make the mistake of thinking that we know what's best for our children. And maybe we do. But... We don't have their their brain, we don't have their spirit, we don't have their journey, we don't have the same things that they will go through and while yet we are the person that they chose to come through, some of that journey is for them to teach us 
through their experiences and you know knowing that is also uh, you know humbling and uh, makes us kind of you know look at it a little bit differently so someone else mentioned that it seems to sneak up out of the blue and I cannot pinpoint triggers and she said though the lack of sleep certainly doesn't help so she tried she said she tries to make herself walk outside breathe and meditate but mostly she tries to remind herself that it will pass eventually the hardest part is to keep going and stop self-sabotaging and she said she has a long way to go and I was like yes Penny we all do so Lindsay said to us too she said the thing that drags her down is unmet expectations with a core belief and so she said often it has to do with her family or sometimes it's about like minding the gap between the person that you are now and the person that you want to be in the future. And so I think that can be hard too because we can see the potential that we have and what we want to accomplish and the good desires in our heart. But sometimes we, uh, you know, we have trouble allowing ourselves to make mistakes and to fall and to get, you know, where we were. That's important too. Lindsay also said she, that she wanted to feel radical self-acceptance. I like that, radical self-acceptance. Because at the moment, mine's probably a bit piddly. And so that needs to grow. So abundance of love, she wanted, and stability in all of her relationships, feeling at peace with the surrender required to create life, family, and the lifestyle that she wanted. And so surrender is a powerful word. And, um, you know, there's... I guess there's the the mindset of setting goals and what you want to accomplish and also surrendering to what the the universe or God or, you know, however you want to see it will deliver to us. And I think, you know, putting in your um, offer is kind of there and then having the faith to be able to just step back and allow the things to unfold is the hard part because in our head we have this timeline it should have happened by now you know why can't I have done this or that and you know this kind of stuff is really non-productive and prevents us from staying you know where we need to be so it's it's important I think to you know not give up and to try and change those things so uh, remaining neutral is my uh, my friend Cassie talks about all the time. She said, you know, n- not to be too attached to things or, um, you know, too upset either way, to try and be more neutral about a situation to be able to uh, accept the manner in which we will be blessed or the things will occur. You know, sometimes the best blessings come out of the worst situations. So, you know, if the the blessing of me being able to love and accept my children more wholeheartedly that frees them to be themselves came through me going through that black hole, okay, I'll, hap- I'll happily take that on the chin and, you know, work with it. The thing is we have to have the faith before we're given the blessing. So it's like, you know, having that gap between stating what we want and then surrendering to how it will be delivered. I was speaking to a friend yesterday and she, you know, she said, I've done all the goals and I've done all these things and she said, you know, I what I've learned is I'm at the point of surrender. And so it's kind of like she's totally surrendered and let everything go and now things are starting to come to her and she said, it's shifting, I can't believe it. 
And for her, she said that one of the things that was really important was to stop complaining, you know, to try and be grateful and, you know, talk about good things and st to stop complaining about the things that aren't right yet. So I think that's a valuable thing as well. All right, so the things that help have clarity, this is from Lindsay, she said, prayer, connecting to God, meditation, scripture, uplifting text. And I think, you know, I was talking to uh, another girl, Alicia, that um, did our energy works last week, which was so much fun, such a great group. You know, we were talking about, you know, we spend a lot of time on feeding our body healthy food and, you know, trying to get enough sleep and doing exercise, so looking after our physical needs. But how much time do we spend on our spiritual needs? How do we feed our spirit? How do we nurture our spirit? And, you know, uplifting music, uplifting, like, you know, reading, um, articles that uplift, even paintings and pictures that uplift, all things that are created that uplift us. Being in nature is uplifting and connecting. So having that connection, I think, is really important. The things that she, Lindsay said she would choose for a family, she said happiness, fulfillment, abundance, an enjoyable life, feeling connected and really being able to see one another for everything that we are, weaknesses and strengths. And I think being able to see a problem or identify a problem is actually so freeing. Like, you know, when one of my kids was up to all sorts of shenanigans and I didn't know, I was a wreck. But once I knew exactly the damage, I was fine. <laughs> and even though the damage was probably worse than I realized, I was fine once I knew the, the limit or the extent, maybe is a better word, of the damage. So, you know... It's almost like they talk about the lotus flower, you know, out of the disgustingness and the pond scum comes the beautiful life. And so, you know, being willing to wade through the pond scum to get to the light is vital. But none of us like the pond scum. It stinks. It's disgusting. It sticks to you. It's slimy. But we have to go through this disgusting stuff to get to the light. And I think that's really important. All right. So some other comments here too. Sometimes people have had abuse in their lives too and have felt unappreciated by their family. And I think, you know, a lot of times this unappreciation is in response to how we feel about ourselves. So other people reflecting back to us how we feel. So uh, somebody mentioned too that they'd had abuse in their childhood and trying to release the guilty feelings. And, you know, this is a hard thing because, you know, in some ways we end up with victim mentality and victim mentality is that we feel that in some way we must have caused the abuse. You know, there was something we did or said or, you know, somehow we contributed to the abuse, which may or may not be true, but nobody deserves abuse no matter what they do. You know, that's, that's not what it's about. So being able to let the person who caused the abuse or did the abuse to us have ownership for their problem and you know if we can call them on it I think that should be talked about. I had a client this week her daughter was abused by a family member years and years ago and she tried to keep the peace in the family and never said anything but she finally had a gutful and she, you know, we worked on it with her and so then she went and had a family meeting and actually, you know, spoke the truth and the family of this other person was really attacking and defensive but the, the actual perpetrator admitted what he did and apologised and that was the most powerful thing any of all the things she said. 
he gave them a hug, he apologised, and each of them could accept that apology because he, he finally owned up to it. And so it was so freeing for him and it was so freeing for the victim and, and the family. So, you know, sometimes though it's not possible for that to happen. So anyway, I've done a lot of talking, so let's do some clearing and get, get ourselves okay about these things. All right, so it's okay that there's a black hole, yes. It's okay that I fell in the hole, yes. It's okay that the hole is hard to climb out of, yes, and it's okay that I need help. And that's the thing most people are not okay with, needing help. And, you know, what's that saying, no man is an island? We all need help. I need help. I couldn't get out of the dark hole without help. And even though my husband says to me sometimes, you should be fixed by now. And no, I am still learning like everybody else. So, you know, as a practitioner or as an energy worker, how often do we have the chance to help people get out of the hole? Very often. It's wonderful to help other people. Um, people often worry that we're dumping on them and it will cause them a problem. But truly, I am worried about my own problems. I don't worry about your problems. I'm happy to listen. I'm happy to help. And I think most energy workers feel like that. So, you know, get an energy works buddy. Have someone that you do regular sessions with that you keep working on your staff. One of my friends, as I was literally lying on the wooden floor face down, and I even fell asleep face down on the wooden floor, uh, she rang me and, you know, obviously was prompted and said, you know, have you had a drink of water? Do you think you could crawl your way to get a, to a dog's bowl, she joked about, to um, drink out of the dog's bowl. And, of course, I wasn't that bad that I had to drink out of a dog's bowl. But, you know, I, I did then get up and have a drink of water and, you know, get something to eat. And she said, oh, you know how you talk about, you know, it's not yourself. She said, I can see that. She said, you know, I, it doesn't bother me that you're in the dark stuff. I, I'm out here. I can remain conscious. So, you know, you won't be dragging someone down if you talk to them about the problem, especially if it's someone outside of the family that isn't involved in the problem. So one lady mentioned here too that, um, you know, what helped her to get out of the problem was to realise that life is too short and to be concentrate on doing things she didn't like, that she wanted to concentrate on what she enjoyed. So let's go back to this accepting help. So it's a generational problem on Dad's side, Dad's mum, and there's stuck emotions, feeling cranky. Oh, I can relate to that one. All right, and also something in someone's timeline, age 10, Age 13, 18, 41. Okay. All right, so I no longer perceive I'm weak if I need help. That's strong. Okay, now let's use an oil. Okay, so we're going to use lemongrass, the oil of cleansing. And we might just use some affirmations here with lemongrass. I commit to the healing path where change is a regular occurrence, feeling powerfully cleansed physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Okay, six chakra comes up now. So six chakra is about trusting our intuition. We are always inspired. You know, the children that we have or the businesses that we have, which are kind of like our children too, all are part of our journey of learning and growth. You know, they come as our teachers. Now, behind the six chakra comes up age 15. Now, you know, probably all of us shudder when we think about age 15. For a lot of people, age 15 was a time, I think, when they had to sort of decide what they believe and maybe, you know, started to go against their parents or be angry with their parents or, you know, have conflict with their parents. It's a very common age. Now, there's some reactions to feelings here. Uh, feeling clingy. 
Now, in my case this week with a dummy spit, I was clinging to my wrong beliefs or my false beliefs and I didn't want to let them go and having to surrender them made me very angry. So, you know, don't be surprised if you feel some anger and some rage when you're letting go of the false beliefs that you've held on to for many years. I'm feeling neglected. All right, and let's say I no longer allowed others to neglect me. Okay, we're going to use another oil. Okay, so the digestive blend comes up. Okay, I only bite off what I can chew, giving myself permission to enjoy each bite. (laughs) I'm not very good at that, I have to admit. I bite off too many things all at once and I'm not enjoying any of them because I bit off too much. So I guess, you know, learning to admit when we do too much and to be able to back it off a bit is probably a really good thing. Okay, now the seventh chakra comes up. Deep brain functions are involved here. So emotions and memory centers as well. And Alzheimer's. So frankincense oil comes up now. Frankincense oil is powerful to the brain. I deepen and regulate my breath, breathing in clean energy, powerfully purging spiritual darkness out. I stabilize and insulate my heart when I feel vulnerable. I remind myself that I'm constantly connected to the light and unseen help is always available to me. I think that's very powerful and I think that's really important to remember that you are always helped. You know, you think of your relatives that went before you. They love you and they know you and they are there to support you. Even though you may not be able to physically see them, they're there. So, you know, knowing that you are always supported and loved is really important. Even when you're having such a big tantrum that you don't want anyone to help you. Okay, I'm shielded from negative influences by my strong, enduring connection with the divine. Okay, I quell mental agitation and worry caused by the cacophony of thoughts by stilling my mind, dissolving the distraction and mental chatter. So these are very powerful. Um, I was talking with a a lady last night about, you know, as she came to Energy Works, a lot of her... uh, her gifts have been, I'll say, reawakened and, you know, she had this connection to the light. But then also she went into fear of, um, you know, the darkness being able to attach to her. And so, yes, there is light and there is darkness, but we need both. The darkness and the opposition are there also to strengthen us and to play their role. But the light is always stronger than the dark. You know, even if you're in a dark cave and you light one match, it's light. So it doesn't matter how small your light is. Give it the opportunity to grow. Connect to a bigger light and you will be able to make the changes that you need. All right. Now, for somebody, we need a cranial adjustment. So the bones in your head, when you breathe, actually move. And it's like the joints in your head are like this. And as you breathe, they move in and out. So... Sometimes when we get very stressed, it's like we do our own head in by the way we're thinking. And age 15 comes again. There's also um, a generational problem here too on Dad's side. Dad's mum again and her dad. Okay, a little bit more in the genes here. So this goes back further now. So it's like Dad's mum's dad, that line, but it's like about 16 generations back. Group of men feeling abandoned. And I get the sense here too, sometimes for men it's like you have to man up, you have to be tough, you have to be strong and it's almost like being, almost being purposefully cruel to toughen people up, which is probably not the right way to go about it. But, you know, maybe in that time that they didn't know better to do that. 
and also feeling less than, which, you know, can be an offshoot of not feeling the support that you want or need. Also feeling ravenous. And so maybe that's the case too. I know when I'm not in a good headspace too, I want to eat all the time. Or sometimes when I should be going to bed at night, I want to eat to stay awake to be able to keep doing what I'm doing. So and let's just put in here, why am I so easily balanced? So age 20 comes up now. Okay, something in the genes again. Mum's side this time. Mum's dad. Feeling neglected and betrayed. Okay, so that's a bit clearer. Alright, even though it may take some time to climb out of the big dark hole, I love and accept myself. Alright, so that's pretty good. Okay, so I think that should help us with, um, you know, our dark holes and I think it's very important to ask for help. You probably don't feel like asking for help because you feel so filthy and disgusting and swampy that you don't want to anyone else to be exposed to that and feel that sort of thing. But uh, I think it's important to, you know, to ask for that help and to talk to the people that you know that you can trust. Okay. If you're interested in these things, drawn to these things, you know, come and learn how to clear energy because the experience of learning is huge. It's like a massive leap for you in clearing as well and what you address. And, you know, for many people, their gifts are unearthed, which is very beautiful it can be a little bit confronting, but it is beautiful and, you know, you are always helped and supported and, you know, you have jobs and you've signed up for things in this life to help people with, you know, so your gifts are part of what were given to you to help you accomplish your mission or your purpose in life. I have this lovely group of people to be in, you, my tribe, are wonderful people and if there's, you know, anyone that I love spending time with, you know, apart from my family, of course, is you, my tribe and the people that understand me and get me and I understand you and uh, you know this there is great support within the tribe and you know helping us to be the best that we can be and so I wish you a wonderful day you keep shining keep being you even when you are yucky and slimy and you know going through the dark hole you are still there's still a light within you and it's never affected so I wish you well and I I wish you love and forgiveness so that you can forgive yourself and those that come in your path. All the best. See you.